This is the ghost of the most useful podcast ever, Ween, with a tip for pumpkin carving. Okay, I'm not going to do the voice. Uh, If you haven't finished your pumpkin carving yet, which I know I haven't, and you want to punch cool shapes into your gourd, place a cookie cutter against the side of your hollowed out pumpkin and hit it with a mallet until it pops through, and you will have the coolest pumpkin on your block. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. For our special Halloween episode, Kevin Dupsick, Matt Goulet, and I went on a field trip this week to Stumpy's Hatchet House in Eatontown, New Jersey, which is, I kid you not, a BYOB hatchet-throwing center run by some of the most awesome people I've ever met. They came up with the idea in their backyard while drunk and throwing hatchets at tree stumps. And at this BYOB hatchet-throwing center, you can drink beer and throw axes at walls with wild abandon, uh, or at least some abandon, and they will teach you how to do it. It is super awesome. Uh, So on that trip, we learned how to throw hatchets. We also tested a new iPhone microphone, which Kevin and I review later in the episode. And we also review one of the scariest iPhone games I have ever played this week. It's an app called Night Terrors that our editorial assistant, James Lynch, deleted off his phone almost as soon as he played it because he was so scared. Uh, I hope all of you Moop listeners are buying all of the chainsaws, drywall stilts, spray paint, and other Halloween costume goodies out of all of your local hardware stores and are ready to scare your neighborhood on Halloween night. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler, and this is an especially spooky episode of The Most Useful Podcast Ever. Uh, No trick shots, so no under the leg, (laughs) no behind the head. So I'm Trish, I'm one of the owners here at the Hatchet House. Life is good here at the Hatchet House, so it's fun. <laughs> and I always tell people it's darts, but darts on steroids. Yeah, and I was we were talking, talking about that about earlier. That. We're like, it's kind of like darts. Yeah, you like play that. it like a game of darts. But this is what I also say to people. This is America's next bowling. So at one point, bowling had to seem really obscure and bizarre to people. Like you, you would tell people, oh, I'm going to go roll a ball at some pins. And people must have thought, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. So why wouldn't, like hatchet throwing to me is much more primal and organic. It makes more sense than bowling does. But this is America's next bowling alley. This is it. Let me take you through the process. Yeah, and then yeah. we'll let you throw some hatchet and I guarantee you're going to feel safe. So good. Come on. So, um, we have eight throwing pits in the hatchet house. The pits are named. They're named like Brad Pit. Yeah, I'm really. So they were originally numbered one through eight. But my husband would say to Kelly and I, like, go put these people in pit number four. And I don't remember things like numbers. So Kelly and I came up with, let's name them. So we have Brad Pitt. I'm glad that I didn't name it Brad and Angelina Pitt because I would have had to break it up. There's Peach Pitt. There's Pitiful, Pitbull. There's Armpit, which is the pit way in the back corner. There's Pittsburgh, and Mosh Pit, and Snake Pit. So there are a bunch of pit names. This is really rustic. I kind of feel like I'm out in a backyard somewhere. Like there's like all these like poles and... We tried to give it kind of a Pacific Northwest feel inside. Yeah. Here's how we score a game of hatchets. So it's five points for bullseye. Four, three, two, one. These are called clutch circles. And if you hit any of those, you get seven points. So let's say you're playing to a game of 21. And you're losing, uh, and you're losing. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's losing. I just you want to ca- point yeah, that out. Yeah, you would have to. Kevin would have to call the right 
red uh, flex circle in the corner before uh, he hits it to get seven points. Okay. And then we actually, because we kind of invented the thing, we made up games, winner, winner, possum dinner, stick it to the loser, and the Paul Bunyan game. So <laughs> we give you other options for games. Y'all's names are great. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. So those are our games that we have. Oh, and the bullseye. Yes, there's bullseye bells throughout the hatchet house. So if you do hit a bullseye, you'll hear people ringing the bell. It gets very contagious. Everybody starts cheering and yelling. And so at first, when you're first learning to play hatchets or throw hatchets, not everybody gets it right away. Very few people are really good hatchet throwers right off the bat. I'm say it's I'm gonna be bad. all fun. about I'm technique. Chicks are actually usually better at first than guys because it's all about technique and not nothing to do with strength. So it's all about the way you throw it, and we'll teach you how to throw a hatchet. So you'll, I have a feeling you're going to be pretty good at it. <laughs> all right, we're yeah, ready. I think you will. So let's see some of the waiver pips. Somebody got a bullseye. What makes a good throwing hatchet? It's, it's the, the weight of it yeah. um, and the length of it. Yeah. So I would say weight and length. While you're in this part of the hatchet house, we're going to go over the house rules. We want you to have a safe experience while you're in the hatchet house today. We ask everybody to exercise common sense, but since common sense is not that common, I go over the boring rules of the hatchet house. <laughs> so we're going to give you a hatchet throwing pit. In each throwing pit are two targets. We're going to give you two hatchets. The hatchets that we actually use are um, actually tools, not weapons. Uh, but as I tell everyone, the crowbar from my car is a tool, not a weapon. But if I threw it at you, it's going to hurt like heck. So you only want to throw the hatchets at the targets. So most important rule, two of you can throw at the exact same time. So you can throw and you can throw at the same time or you can throw and then you can throw. Most importantly, when you go to retrieve the hatchet, that you want to do at the same time. So basically throw together and then go get the hatchets together and do it again. When it's not your turn, we don't allow handoffs. So drop your hatchet in the hatchet holder, sharp side down, so the next person can just come and grab it by the handle and then throw it. The hatchets are forged steel. They weigh a pound and a quarter a piece. You're throwing them for a distance of 12 feet. But if the hatchet's already, let's say, in the bullseye, if you were to hit the back of that hatchet with another hatchet, it could ricochet out and hurt you. We don't want that. So it's one hatchet per target per time. And overhand throws only, and that's how we're going to teach you how to throw. Nice, easy overhand throw into the target. Okay, everybody ready to throw some hatchets? Ready. Okay. Ready. I can do this for you. Feet together, okay? It's gonna be left foot forward. Nice, easy throw. It's all about the technique, it's all about the throw. Am I trying it first? Yeah, go for it. Anybody, yeah, go please. Go. Right, oh my god. <laughs> Any last words, Jackie? <laughs> um, it's been nice having four limbs. Right. Yeah. Full uh, 90 degree bend, back, release. So, what, to the uh, outside lower corner there? Contact with the target. I think that's the key thing. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was a little, I was a little nervous. I was getting the, getting the nerves. I felt good. It felt good. I, I, felt, I liked it.
Right, this is the wind up. Little bend in the wrist, different technique, and uh, overthought I'm the low. second throw. I did overthink the second throw. <laughs> we also decided that we would do a testing table this week on the microphone that we use to record our bit at Stumpy's Hatchet House because when we do like off-site recordings, we usually yeah. use this mic that, what kind of mic is that that we usually use? Uh, that's a Sennheiser uh, shotgun mic, but it's got like the big furry like right, windscreen like on it. So it looks ridiculous. It, it's absurd. Yeah. You like, it's the, it's like when you're on location and you like point it, you know, what do you think, sir? And you like point it in the guy's face. Yeah. Uh, which is fun. But uh, this was uh, sent, so we got another smaller iPhone enabled mic. Yeah, so uh, we got this sent to us from Blue Microphones. It's a microphone that they call the Raspberry. They have a lot of like whimsical names for their microphones. There's like the Baby Bottle and the Yeti, all these different things. Um, yeah, so what we normally take is we have the Sennheiser mic, and we then you have to plug it into some kind of portable, like uh, specialized recording equipment, um, and that just adds up to like a lot of bulk and a lot of stuff to carry around. But this Raspberry mic from Blue. Uh, it, what it comes with is a connector that goes into the lightning port on the bottom of an iPhone or an That's iPad. That's good because there's not going to be a headphone jack soon. So Yeah, it's, you know, so basically it plugs into the only port left. <laughs> right, the port. Um, but yeah, so it plugs, it plugs right in and you have to have an app on your phone or on your iPad um, for recording the audio. So everything has, they both have like the voice memo app, which you can use, but I actually downloaded GarageBand, which is free. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can record straight to it. And uh, this microphone is designed theoretically to be like set on a table someplace and record. You're not supposed to like carry it around by hand, but that's what we did because mm-hmm. we were in a hatchet house. There weren't a lot of safe surfaces. Yep. Um, and it worked really well. I was pretty impressed by it. And it's just like super easy to set up. And it's a lot smaller and less furry and obtrusive is what we have been using. Yeah, it seemed pretty relatively inobtrusive. I mean, definitely it was interesting that the people we were talking to almost... They acted more normal, I feel like, because, you know, when you start shoving a microphone in people's faces, sometimes they're kind of like, I don't know what I do here. Ha, yeah. Ha, I am on the radio. Um, and so I definitely think it, it seemed more like that. Sometimes, it, they, you know, I feel like people couldn't even tell whether we were recording or not. Yeah. Um, which was cool. You know, not if, if you're going to surreptitiously record people, I right. guess. But, yeah. Uh, but no, it, it seemed like it worked well. I guess, uh, listeners, you can decide what you think based on listening to our opening segment if you want to go back and listen to it now that you know there was a sneaky microphone used yeah um but but you were the recorder so i guess you're the yeah i i was impressed one of the things that's interesting uh with microphones is that every microphone has like a shape that it records in so with the and that's just like kind of the range from where you point it that it's picking up sound in so Mm -hmm. Um, part of the reason why we use that shotgun mic is that it's very direct. So if you're in a loud environment, it kind of only picks up noise exactly where you point it. But that's also why you have to then like shove it in someone's face and be very obviously recording them and then right. shove it in the next person's face when they talk. This one has, um, I don't remember the exact name, uh, cause it's a weird technical term, but it kind of captures like in a, almost like 180 degree radius from where you're pointing it. So I was kind of able to hold it just sort of towards the people that were talking and not kind of shove it in their face, which was nice. I could kind of just like, as long as I angled it towards them, nobody was speaking like from behind it. Like as I was recording, I couldn't talk into it very clearly, but um, it picked up everybody pretty easily. And that, that was, that was really nice. The other thing I liked is that it's, um, it has like headphone controls on it. And then it has like uh, the sensitivity control for how much 
you know, how much it's amplifying sound that it picks up. And those mm-hmm. are the only controls. It's like there's a light to tell you it's plugged in and it's recording. And then you just mess with it to make sure you can hear fine in your headphones and make sure it's picking up everything as loud as you want it to. That's it. It's so easy to deal with. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, it, it's funny you mentioned the like the directional mics and that kind of thing. Um, because I've heard, you know, you can hear that actually on our podcast and, and I've heard it when, when we've been recording before, yeah. like the time we recorded, I don't know if you like listeners, if you'll remember the time that we recorded you and Michael Wilson playing catch with the football. <laughs> and I was like running between the two of you with that directional mic. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's like radar where you can hear when I sweep past one of you and like, you know, in the middle, it's like a Doppler effect as you're yeah. talking like. Uh, yeah you know like that kind of thing um so it's cool that you know this doesn't do that uh did it did it um do you feel like it reduced enough of the noise of the hatchets well the hatchet noise was tough to reduce (laughs) um i mean so that's a trade-off it definitely picked up more than a highly directional mic would um but i thought when i listened back to it and again, listeners, you'll have to determine for yourselves. But I thought when I listened back to it that it did a pretty good job of separating the people who were talking that were, you know, within five feet or so of it from, like, the, the sound of hatchets thunking into wood repeatedly <laughs> yeah. in the uh-huh. background and, like, business, yeah, team-building activities, <laughs> cheering for each other. That was a, yeah, there's definitely a lot of tough background noise in there. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, would you buy it? How much does it cost? Uh, so it's $200, and I think I would buy it. I mean... The big thing with microphone is that, like, if you're going to record, if you have a good reason to record anything at all, you should get a nice microphone. Um, and this was so easy to use, and the fact it's portable, I think it'd be great. Like, I'm not in a band, um, but if I played music regularly and I wanted to record myself, the fact that I could just keep this in my bag and have a microphone if I was playing at home or if I was, like, going over to a friend's house. Like, it's such an easy thing to carry around. You can plug it into your phone, which you always have on you. I thought it was just so convenient. I think if I was at, or even, like, as a reporter, if I was out in the field a lot or something, like thinking right. about just all the interviews I do, a lot of times we do them from here in the office. But if I was going on site to interview somebody, this would just be so easy. I also, I guess I should have mentioned it comes with a little stand too. So it'd be so easy to just like set up on the table when you were talking to one or a couple people. Right. You don't have to bring much extra stuff. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's pretty good. That's definitely something that, I mean, as a reporter also, I carry my, like I have a little Sony recorder that I often just keep in my purse just in case right, I'm somewhere too. and somebody says something interesting and I just record it. Um, but it, you, then you don't have quality enough audio to run on something like this. So if yeah. you were a person who were interested in getting started in podcasting, for example, something like this would probably be a really cool thing to buy. Yeah. I would think. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, cool. What are you going to be for Halloween? I don't know. I don't actually have a Halloween plan. I've never been a big costume guy, but part of why is that I've just been scarred by like the few times I've tried to make an effort just having it not. There's no payoff. And one year in college, my best friend's from college is also named Kevin. And we're like about the same height. We both have dark colored hair and people would confuse us all the time. And we were roommates one year. And so I just brought a bunch of his clothes and then I wore a name tag that just said, my name is Kevin, but I wore his clothes. And then I, I acted like him the whole night which I thought was really clever. It is like conceptually on solid footing. Uh And then two of our other friends who were just two girls that were friends that did not have the same name and did not get confused for each other ever dressed up as each other. And everybody thought that was so great. And I was like, mine actually makes sense. This is like a reflection of my life experience. (laughs) It was thoughtful and and just nobody, nothing. That's rough. So now I'm done. Today for Spooky Moopy and or the Halloween Mooptacular or whatever it is that we're calling this, um, we have Lara Sorokanich in the testing table room and also James Lynch, who 
Uh, we made, I think Lara and I both made go home and test this scary phone app because we were too scared. Yes. I felt really bad about it and that I felt like I had to do it, but I really didn't want to. It was, it was pretty scary. And we Aww. made you. Was it really scary? It was like I I got home last night pretty late and I was like, oh crap, I have to, I've got to test this thing out and I'm a little bit tired. I'm in my room and I pulled it up and it's just like, oh, I hate this. I just really wanted to like watch The Office and be happy and blissfully like fall asleep. And instead, Aww. I had to, I had done some research on this thing, so I knew it was gonna be like zombies and things jumping at me, and I hate jump scares. I yeah. like, don't watch scary movies. And oh, so I, you're the, you're a bad person to have done this to. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm just trying to be willing. Um, <laughs> so wait, <laughs> what, what is the Lara? You found this thing. What is yeah. the name of this? Uh, it's called Night Terrors, and <laughs> the appropriate name. It's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, so basically, the premise is that it's an augmented reality game that you play through your smartphone and basically you put on headphones and you look at the screen and you turn all the lights you off. You turn all the lights Ooh. off. I, I like, couldn't even do that watching like, like if I were going to watch a Pixar movie and I put on headphones and turn the lights off in my apartment alone, I would freak out. Yeah. I agree. I'm like scared talking about it. <laughs> it was, it was like very unnerving. Cause the other thing is it uses the, It'd be one thing if it was total darkness, but it uses the phone's flashlight all the time, and then it's like dimming and stuff, so it's not even pure darkness. It's like this weird, what are you seeing and what aren't you seeing? And, and, oh, wait, so it turns your flashlight on and the off, yeah. and then you're you're supposed to what, walk around your apartment with it? Yeah, so uh, like you put your headphones in, and it has like storm noises and like things rattling, and it's remarkably immersive I thought at least I was like I I feel like there is a storm going on outside because I know I'm in my room and I can see things and I'm hearing that there's a storm uh -huh. outside and then like the screen flickers a bit sometimes too like something's coming uh, and then like, ooh, like I don't like that I knew there was a mirror does in my it text you I didn't get any texts okay. I didn't have I had it running for can it text you not that long so I watched the really scary trailer that they had for it and it does seem from that like it it gives it the ability to like send you creepy text messages. Well, it wanted access to like everything in my phone. Yeah. And it said it would do everything locally, but it wanted like, I think photos and microphone and camera. Ooh, and I bet it could put contact. like scary like ghosts in your, in your photos. photos. <laughs> yeah, that's I, definitely, I mean, this is a little, this is something that I feel like when you hear about the future of augmented movies and like yeah. that, it sounds really exciting. Like, yeah, I want to go see Avatar and pretend like I'm in it and do that kind of thing. That sounds right. really cool. But do I want to pretend that I'm in Saw? Not really. Like, uh, I think I need to maintain a little distance no. from that. Did anything jump out? Nothing jumped out at me. How like, long did you play? I it? played for such a short period of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like actually a minute. I, like, I, I did. I gave it, I think, a good, healthy try in that I spun around my entire room. I stayed in the same spot and just pointed it all around oh, my room. Okay. Nothing. You didn't even walk Here around. Oh, no. No, no, no. No. like, it's not scary at all. If I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said I didn't like it. I said it made me uncomfortable <laughs> and I was scared. And I wanted to go to sleep and watch The Office. But. I am at once so intrigued and so frightened this by this. This is how I, I feel like, by about every Halloween, like every haunted house and every ha horror movie. Is like, I, I really want to go home and try it because I feel like really comfy and safe in my apartment. Like I'm, I'm sort of like, Why oh, would you it's not going to feel scary. Right. Because I just don't. I feel like it won't be. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, please What don't. if it is? Well, should we try it now? Yeah, totally. Should we yeah. turn the lights off in here and try it now? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like playing Bloody Mary, which I don't like playing that either. Yeah. All right, let's turn the lights off. My heart's beating. <laughs>
Oh, it's already like scary in here. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so do you have the. Ew, don't do that. He's coming from inside the house. <laughs> do I have it? I have it. Okay. Okay, right? Please be careful. This experience is played in the dark. Your perception of the real world will be limited, augmented, distorted, <laughs> manipulated, and controlled in an effort to thrill, scare, and entertain. That was scary. Oh, you creeped up, creeped up on me so fast. I, okay. I can barely see you guys. Uh, how about now? Please turn off your lights. Okay. Wait. Okay. What should we do with the, the big thing? I think is these. Oh, God. Ah. Oh. Okay. Do, we, do you want to put an earbud in? Do you, you haven't done this. Do you want to do this? Do you want to put an earbud in? I don't know. Oh, Ooh, it's flat. It's yeah. flickering. It does weird things. Okay. These are old earbuds. You're pointing. Can you see me in it? Yeah, you're pointing I can, at me. but I'm so afraid. I don't want to. I hate this. I hate <laughs> it so much. I'm afraid it's you're in like a room with like three other people. Ear. I know, but I don't. I don't like jump scares. Okay, there's nothing happening right now. I think it lulls you into oh, false security. Oh, look! It looks like it. Honestly, it reminds me of like those Paranormal Activity. Yeah. The like the kind of the live camera. camera. Yeah, thing. it really has that vibe. Wait, so James, is this Yes, that's, that's all. what you did, and that scared you. Okay, I mean, I'd be throw scared some earbuds in, hear the little noises too. It's creepy, and then also, like, I'm in a room by myself, and all the so people I live with are strangers. By the way, right? Oh, that's a good point. I moved in with them two weeks ago. Any <laughs> one of them. I mean, I was going to ask if you would buy this because that's kind of how we end this segment. But you already did buy it. I did buy it. I think I would buy it. I think I might. I think I'll, I just don't want to do it alone. I think for the like, here's like we were talking about this. I based on what we've already seen. I know I'm I'm going meeting up with some friends from high school next weekend in and my buddy uh rents out a house. He makes way more money than I do. Mm-hmm. And I think this would be a lot of fun with like all the guys or whatever or the two of the guys, you know, exploring a house. I think it adds Oh, com- a house that you don't know. Exactly. Absolutely. It's like that's... playing hide and go seek in someone's new house. Yeah, that's uh that's a terrifying idea. Better you than me, but that's an excellent terrifying idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Lara, what do you think? Are you gonna Are you gonna play it? Oh God, something just popped off. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is creepy. I know. You See? should try it with the headphones on. Now Wait. imagine you're by yourself and you're tired and it's late and you and had you're a drunk gin and tonic because you just got out of college <laughs> and it's your first. No. <laughs> oh God, that was James. <laughs> <laughs> You are invited to the ultimate monster Halloween scare contest. So that's our show. The most useful podcast ever is produced by the staff of Popular Mechanics and edited by Jesse Wright Mendoza. We'd like to thank Sarah Bentley and Andy Bowers from Panoply and Popular Mechanics editor-in-chief Ryan D'Agostino. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And if you want to read more about creepy ways to use tools... Check out our website, popularmechanics.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Happy Halloween, and thanks for listening.